0: Right now, China just rips us. They've taken our money, our jobs, our manufacturing. It's the greatest theft
1: in the history of the world. I just don't like the communists owning anything in my hometown. China is in so many ways becoming what we sort of imagine ourselves to be. People go to China to get a glimpse of the future now, when it comes to infrastructure and technology. And for us in the United States, that's threatening. There are some people in this country who would like to make China an enemy. It is the greatest opportunity lost that mankind has seen. We're not yet enemies. When we think about the one place that seems to be doing us better than we're doing us, it's them.
0: And they are the number two economy in the world. They're doing their own movies. They're setting up their own Hollywood system. They're embracing the American dream. China is rapidly transforming with some 600 million
1: consumers projected to come online in the next five to 10 years. Think about it. They will have a middle class that will be double the size of the entire United States.
0: They want cell phones, they want cars, they want everything we want. We convince them to drink our cocktail.
1: You've got these two countries that are in so many ways inextricably connected and yet are also deeply philosophically, morally suspicious of each other. This is the exact wrong time to be picking a trade war with China. And the question is, how do we get past that suspicion? How do we get to a point where we acknowledge all the things that we have in common? Because we're only going to be getting more integrated. And if we fail in that, then all of us suffer. If we are to clash, it would be a disaster for the whole world.
0: Also, click on this TV here with Malcolm Clark. We just saw a phenomenal documentary film, Better Angels. It's all about the relationship between the U.S. and China, which I think now than ever in our political climate is a film that needs to be seen. Right?
1: Well, it was. It, you know, when we started it, we started it in 2013. So it's been a five-year journey and um, we knew the relationship was going off the rails five years ago. It certainly hasn't gotten any better. And in fact, with uh, President Trump in the White House, it's much more be a conversation which is being thought about and had by many, many people. So oddly enough, um, uh, you know, President Trump's policies have brought this film to, um, to, to, to more prominence than we could have possibly imagined. So. Yeah. You know, we we uh, we hope that we're going to have a little hand in in forming the conversation. Yes, I think
0: President Trump needs to see this film, actually. Right? W- would you say so? Uh,
1: we would love it if we could. <laughs> I, I I I don't think it would fall on um, uh, friendly eyes and ears. Yes. But I would love it if he could see it. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you said you're not pro-China, you're not pro-American, you're pro. America and China uh, getting getting along, getting along. and getting I, I along. love that. I love that sentiment yeah. But let's talk about some of the stories of, of the people uh, focus as the better angels mm. the story of um, The uh, the young man from Texas uh, who was a young father and met uh, a Chinese mm. uh, His wife his future wife in China mm. Mm. and just kind of adapted to the, how did you how did you get his story as a part of this? Um, we
1: Spent a lot of time researching and searching for people mm-hmm. from uh, one country who were making a life and a living in mm-hmm. the other country. So, mm-hmm. Americans who were working in China because mm-hmm. they uh, they found opportunities there or they found love there sometimes, mm-hmm. relationships yeah. there. And the Chinese people who came over to America, um, we have one guy, he said, I was so anti-America but for 30 years. I, I thought that America was the big scary country. He finally relents and agrees to come to Iowa to... Mm-hmm. Visit some friends in Iowa, Mm -hmm. and a a week later he says, I couldn't have been more wrong. Americans are wonderful. I have to tell all my friends, I want to devote the rest of my life to telling my friends in China (laughs) not to be afraid of Americans, that they're good people. So, I mean, this may sound um, um, a little bit kind of Pollyanna ish in a sense, very, but actually. Fundamentally, these kind of stories, when people, when people come and visit China now, they're blown away by it. It's an extraordinary place. Mm-hmm. It's not a scary place. It's just a, a, the, the Chinese have made a, um, a 40-year push to come into the 21st century, and they've done it marvelously. Mm-hmm. They're to be admired, not to be criticized. But the Chinese, mm-hmm. if I may criticize them for a moment, don't tell that story very well. So, we in the West tend to think of the Chinese as being predatorial, of stealing our jobs, stealing our IP.
0: Well, that's what Trump thinks, at least. (laughs) Well, I,
1: I, 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 you know, listen, I don't have a a lot of regard for President Trump, but he is right. Mm -hmm. The Chinese have done that. Mm -hmm. And it has been a stage in their development. They, you know, I mean, when you are a developing country, you tend to steal ideas and borrow ideas wherever you can. But now the Chinese have something to protect because now they're inventing their own IP. And so they're protecting it. And Mm -hmm. and so it's a different stage of development. So, I mean, what's interesting is if you look back to 1900, who was the biggest IP thief on the planet? The United States of America. You're
0: going to have to tell me this one. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: it's the absolute truth. America, when it was a developing country, stole its IP from Europe.
0: That makes that, a lot of sense. That's not—it's yeah, right. yes. not a criticism. It's, it's a stage in America's <laughs> development,
1: and um, the same thing is happening in China. Mm-hmm. I think what's happened now is that there's 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 a lot of um, uh, political rhetoric, mm-hmm. but I think what our film tries to show is that there's a um, there's a commonality of of, of uh, ambition and experience, and mm-hmm. and and a, a a real similarity between the 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 intrinsic nature of Americans and Chinese mm-hmm. who are hardworking, yes. entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they all want the same thing, which is a better life. And I think that's to be admired
0: yeah. both in Americans and in Chinese. And another uh, cool aspect of your film was they actually bring Chinese businesses to America mm. uh, with that example of that uh, woman in uh, Alabama mm. that worked in a, a Chinese fa- factory based in America. You know,
1: What's very interesting, yeah. and, and I, I think the Chinese are kind of replacing America as being the great global risk yeah. takers. Yeah. Americans used to take risks. They used to, mm-hmm. they used to um, uh, start businesses, mm-hmm. hope that they'd succeed. If they failed, they'd try again and try yeah. again. That's what the Chinese do now. And this it's a Chinese business coming to Alabama to take an opportunity that was waiting there mm-hmm. No Americans did that. It, it required a Chinese business to do it, and I think Americans—this is not a criticism of Americans—but I think Americans could learn something. Yeah. That, you know, perhaps they're losing a little bit of that American spirit that has, that has, you know, become part of folklore. I mean, yeah. people all over the world think Americans are the great um, kind of uh, uh, capitalist warriors—the people who build the country, build businesses, take risks. Yeah. Innovate, have new ideas—that's uh, not as much true, perhaps, as it was even 20 years ago. And I think, you know, the Chinese are kind of jumping
0: into that vacuum. And I, and I, I, think Americans could could learn something from that. All right. But what about America's influence on China? Let's talk about Hollywood and how you featured Transformers, the movie where four actors, uh, Chinese actors, got the chance of a lifetime yeah. to be featured on a film. So. It definitely works uh, in the other way, where the Chinese is embracing uh, American cinema, yeah. um, and as you know, their China box office huge. is huge. It's huge, yes. So, oh, uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I think you know one of the things that Americans have to know, and
1: I think it's a good thing for Americans to know. Yeah. Chinese really admire them, <laughs> and they really revere them, mm-hmm. and they, they. they you, I mean, you can say that they they steal intellectual property. Yeah. I mean, imitation is the greatest. Form of flattery. I think so. <laughs> you know, and and, yeah. and Chinese films now look. I mean, they're not as good as American films, right. but they make kind of American films that don't quite work because they're in Chinese, and they should they they, they are uh, copying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a very, very kind of um, yeah. um, uh, respectful way. Yes. They're copying what Americans do best. Yes. And, you know, in China, everyone would like to be a movie star. There, there, there's a, a celebrity system which is just as, as, as kind of vital and as highly paid and as highly publicized as in Europe and in America. And I yeah. think, you know, as someone in the film said, they are, we should welcome them to the community of nations because they want everything that we want. Mm-hmm. And we
0: shouldn't uh, criticize them for that. So you're a two-time Oscar winner, which I think is amazing for Mm -hmm. your documentary on one of the uh, last uh, Holocaust survivors and also uh, a young boy that was dealing with cancer. Mm. Um, How does this film fare uh, as far as Oscar contention?
1: I think um, being uh, brutally realistic, I I think a film like this uh, has almost... um, No opportunity at the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards are a different kind of competition. This film uh, we will probably enter in European uh, contests. Um, Sadly, I I would love nothing more than to win a third Academy Award. Yes, (laughs) but because they are they are amazing. They are addictive. Um, But realistically, I think this is um, this would be seen, especially in this kind of very anti-Chinese climate in America right now, where there's a lot of. Rhetoric that's been whipped up against China. Yeah. Um, and candidly, you know, the the, the the sad thing is that if this present kind of climate, if you are not making an anti-China film, mm-hmm. you are seen to be pro-China. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. Right. So I, I think this film is, is likely to be um, mm-hmm. criticized. Uh, I think, you know, I don't mind. I expect it. But um, this is not a pro-China film, and it, actually it's not a pro-America film, but it is a pro-America America and China, China getting film. along right. film.
0: So where can we see this film? I know that you're going to have a limited uh, theatrical release.
1: It will open in the States in uh, the beginning of April, nice. um, in major cities. I don't imagine it's going to turn into a date movie for a rainy Saturday night. But I, I but I, I, do hope that we can, wow. you know, in in the all the big cities and on on many university campuses also. Wow. And then we'll do a simultaneous release in uh, China, so it will be playing in
0: both countries at the same time. Wow, fantastic! Malcolm Clark, guys, Oscar-winning documentary film director, amazing piece of film that Thank we you. just saw in Better so Angels. Uh, definitely have to check it out. President Trump, I think he needs to check this one out as well. <laughs> <laughs> how, how? Yes, the U.S. and China can just get along and not be at war. That's great. <laughs> yes, thank All right. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, talking. More to come. Here, click on this.